I'm Norman Thurecht from Picture Pharmacy, and I'm joined by Damien Young, Head of Whole Life at Sigma Healthcare. Welcome, Damien. Thanks, Norman. Thank you for having me to the session today. Thanks, Damien. Damien, the last couple of years have been really interesting in pharmacy, um, in fact, the world. For our listeners, could you just describe to them some of the challenges that you've seen over the last two years uh, in your group? Uh, look, for us, we're actually a relatively new brand. Um, we're actually part of a joint venture. So our joint venture came to fruition in uh, late 2019. Um, so when COVID hit, um we actually found we had to adapt really quickly, uh, obviously, to uh, the different health health advice and guidelines uh, by state. I think for us, uh, pulling together and supporting our members with staffing rotations, understanding isolation periods, uh, it put a lot of pressure on, on teams in general. I think the other challenge for us was as a brand, we're so used to communicating with our members in person. Uh, so we had to adapt in that space and uh, find new ways. So uh, Microsoft Teams became our new best friend. And also then for our pharmacy teams, being able to be available for those such calls as well. So they're, they're used to obviously being on the run. Um, and I think lastly, probably supply chain and in stocks. So whether it be for medicines or OTC, uh, just ensuring that that was stable as well, because obviously distribution centres and direct suppliers were going through exactly what we were going through. Plus, they were removing all their field teams from from the pharmacies as well. You mentioned before that you sort of came together in a joint venture in um, late 2019, immediately before COVID. I mean, because you were so young, for, for want of a better term, did that then create this massive learning curve where you had to understand really quickly how that whole model pieced together, the supply chain, how to staff the stores, how to run the stock, et cetera? I think probably the biggest challenge was, I mean, first of all, our membership is based on, I would call, pharmacy entrepreneurs. So well-established, been in the industry for a very long time. So for us, probably the biggest hurdle was training our stores uh, on the processes of whole life in a remote fashion. Uh, that was probably the biggest challenge. It wasn't set and forget or, you know, one method fits all pharmacies. Uh, we really had to look at each individual's, uh, how they learn and um, just so that we could actually get that message through so that, you know, stores would prosper. Damien, you just mentioned that uh, your member base is... Um an entrepreneurial type of pharmacist. Just just expand on that for me for a moment and hypothesise as to why that is. A lot of pharmacists are looking for a model that's differentiated and whole life would be that model. We've got a group of entrepreneurs because they're looking for something different. They're, they're willing to invest in a, a model that's relatively new uh, but they understand that uh, the synergies with um, health and wellness is um, a model that uh, is or could be very advantageous um, in the right market and, you know, in the right region or within the right demographic. So if you just look at the brand that's been developed over the recent years and the challenges that 
it's faced, as, as many other pharmacies have over the last two years. If we turn challenges into opportunities, what are the opportunities for the members? I think the opportunities for, for Whole Life is we're actually talking to a greater market than your traditional community pharmacy. So, you know, the stats are a a script customer will visit a pharmacy um, 18 times per year. We have that customer. It is our customer first and foremost. Uh, We are a pharmacy. However, we have this lifestyle and wellness retail category that attracts a daily and a weekly shopper. So that is the true opportunity is to get a greater footprint, a greater customer engagement, which then allows the pharmacists to interact with a a larger portion of their community that then enables them to, you know, provide services to more, but also um, become a destination in its own right. Damien, do you think that those customers are the same customers? And what I'm saying is the customer that comes in and shops in the dispensary is also shopping the whole life front shop categories. Or do you think that they're actually two different customers? It's both. Um, it's it's a really interesting um, segmentation. So, um, and that's why we design the stores the way we do. So you have that clinical pharmacy uh, first and foremost that you walk into. Um, and then we create a more of an organic um, retail environment uh, for those wellness products. The wellness shopper traditionally doesn't shop in pharmacy and unless they have an ailment that requires them to do so. Um, the pharmacy shopper, if waiting for a script, will obviously uh, peruse the aisles and, and, and have a look around. But traditionally, they are two separate customers. Uh, that said, there's always a percentage that's a crossover. The real magic happens when each of the sides um, cross-pollinate into the pharmacy. And that's where we see then, you know, your larger basket sizes, your, your longer dwell times, and that's what makes the uh, the whole life model as interesting as it is. And that's great. Damien, um, I'll just switch our thinking for the moment to the March 2020, the beginning of um, the pandemic. Uh, it was a really interesting time, pharmacy accepting paper scripts uh, via fax and... Uh, then having to chase the GP for them. Uh, and then rolling through to June, the Guild were in the process of negotiating the seventh agreement, did a really good job, got that away, and it started on the 1st of July. But since then, the Guild have done a really good job of um, advocating for pharmacy and negotiating additional revenue streams for services that have rolled out. Meanwhile, in the background, this concept of price disclosure has still been going on. It's been dropping the value of some molecules in the dispensary. Can I ask um, how your group within the brand has been developing and utilising these other revenue sources um, that have been negotiated? Yeah, look, I think firstly, I think the Guild have done a really good job. I, I think we hear and talk about the you know, pharmacist scope of practice increasing. Um, I think a pharmacist today has never had more on their plate before. Our membership uh, embrace those programs. Obviously, vaccination's been a, uh, you know, 
a huge driver and, you know, at times potentially make things difficult for pharmacy. That being said, our brand uh, not only embraces the services um, within that seventh community agreement, but we also have developed and drive other programs within the brand that I would say complement um, such programs. Um, being in the, the wellness space and the health space, um, we have uh, naturopaths, um, nutritionists, um, quite a few different allied health professionals um, within our pharmacy group. And what we're able to do is, is you know, really provide a really large scope of programs that, you know, fit naturally within the whole life model. Do you think having those additional um, skills in the pharmacy are presenting a bit of a challenge in terms of are we pharmacy, are we natural? Is there a rub between the people in the pharmacy, the staff? Definitely not. Um, you know, we've got pharmacists that are nutritionists themselves. Um, so I see it as a, a real um, opportunity and I think what the pandemic has has shown us is that the public are more and more aware of their health and, um, you know, they're working towards, you know, better health outcomes. Yeah, I think my perception um, is exactly that, Damien. I think the customer is, is very much engaged in their, their own health um, and some of them probably in more natural health than they've ever been. Be that as it may, what do you see as the biggest challenges for the brand moving forward uh, post-pandemic um, in relation to getting this customer engagement thing right? Community engagement is actually really strong for our brand. Pre-COVID, obviously, we we did a lot of, um, I would call it community events or community engagements face-to-face. But we did it alongside our digital strategy. So we actually have a really strong uh, digital audience. And during the pandemic, we were able to switch to that quite easily, um, quite cost effectively. Um, And what we did was we didn't just maintain that engagement, we actually grew it. So I would say um, for our model, um, it it has a very engaged customer base. What we didn't have during the pandemic was an e-commerce solution. Um, so interestingly, what we have done is uh, invested in that space during the pandemic. Um, many probably would have waited until post uh, coming out of it. But how long is a piece, a piece of string, right? So, you know, it is a piece that, um, you know, we see will be advantageous for our bricks and mortar. Um, and very pleased to say that um, as of tomorrow, we, we launched that, uh, that new site with uh, click and collect and local delivery. That's interesting, uh, Damien. Do, are you confident that the group will have the right stock in, in, the, in their pharmacy for the customer to be able to click and collect with confidence that it'll be there same day or, or, or the next day? Yeah, it's a good question, Norman. Um, what we've done is we've been quite strategic with the online offering. We will have a significant uh, offering of over 4,000 products to start with. Um, so in pharmacy, you know, that's a, 
uh, a good space to play in. Um, but what we've done is we've chosen those lines that we're confident in the supply chain and, you know, we, we have a uh, process in place to uh, support those customers should we have a, uh, a stock issue. You know, we are lucky, um, you know, we, we have a smaller cohort. So between uh, the group, you know, we will be able to satisfy, you know, 99% of queries. So, but yeah, from an engagement piece, it will further strengthen the brand and the model. And the whole strategy to e-commerce isn't to take away customers from our stores. It's actually to um, help drive that foot traffic to bricks and mortar. Yeah, that's interesting, Damien. You said you're actually a small cohort and I wouldn't disagree with you, but surely that's not the goal. The goal would be to achieve store growth of some form. How are you making that decision given it's such a different model for pharmacy to understand and then the customer to see uh, as a consumer that it is still a pharmacy? How are you selecting stores? Uh, It's a really interesting uh, question. Um, We have lots of conversations with prospects. Um, We deter some prospects, um, which is probably not the norm within pharmacy models. The difference is the model is not what I would call set and forget, um, which, you know, some other uh, brands are. But if you put that little bit more effort into the model, the rewards really are there. So for us, um, you know, we are looking for slightly larger footprints, so the model works best in 300 plus square metres. The pharmacist owner doesn't necessarily need to be in that wellness uh, mindset or, or headspace, however, needs to be open-minded to uh, the products that they will, will stock and, and no doubt be selling through uh, their pharmacies. It is a highly engaged uh, brand and customer experience. Um, that being said, the, the wellness customer um, that we see actually doesn't require as much assistance support. Um, they tend to uh, shop the aisles longer. They're generally um, quite uh, self-educated on the products that they're looking for. Um, but the, the added benefit for us is if when we introduce that naturopath or nutritionist to provide those um, you know, that over and above uh, education or advice. Damien, you just touched on a great point about not being a set and forget strategy uh, in the pharmacy. We're not asking our pharmacies to um, set up a catalogue um, on a monthly basis and then walk away from it and, and go back to their, their daily lives in the pharmacy. We're asking our teams to do a catalogue Uh, communicate with their consumers but once those customers enter their pharmacies we've got so much more to offer over and above what's in our catalogue so yes catalogue is one driver to bricks and mortar digital is another driver to bricks and mortar and and there's other um, drivers into our stores you've mentioned about um, uh, stock and, and differences with with a whole life versus um, a different group. The only real difference is, is not all of our stock comes from a wholesaler. 
So we all sell stock. Um, we all have a retail offering, whether it be small or large. Um, we have a larger retail offering. Uh, because of that, um, lots of our ranges do come from direct supply. Those direct supplies, uh, some may be a weekly order, some may be a monthly order, some may be a quarterly order. Um, that is, I guess, one of the differences. The other differences when I think about set and forget is pharmacy typically outside of health advice is quite transactional. So a consumer puts their script in, um, they may hang around or wait for that script to be dispensed, get the advice that they're after, and then on their way to uh, a cash point, they will you know, potentially pick up another item um, to complement their script or not. Uh, the whole life journey is a little bit different. The script customer does come in, um, we offer the health advice, but because our footprints are larger and our offering and ranges are broader, um, we find that the dwell time is, is about three times longer than a traditional pharmacy. That is where we then obviously find a larger basket size, gives us another opportunity to speak with that customer, not just the pharmacist. And that is how we can engage with that consumer in a different light. What else is the head office doing in terms of development for the members to help them roll the brand out, having regard for the fact that you are relatively new in the market? Look, for us, it's about supporting our members. Um, we often treat our, or we talk to our members as if they're family. Uh, this, this brand um, is quite remarkable um, and the people within it are very much aligned and, and advocates for it. I think from our perspective, we will continue to drive initiatives um, like the loyalty program. Um, loyalty for us is another way of communicating and rewarding our customer base. We have a really strong engagement in loyalty because we can communicate things other than just price and product. The pharmacy space, you know, when you communicate via loyalty, yes, there can be a, a redemption either on points or dollars um, to reward that customer but there's only so much you can talk about. In the wellness space, we've got the opportunity to get to the hearts of our consumer and um, really connect with them at a different level. And because of that, well, that is the reason we have a greater engagement. I think the other thing that we will continue because it has been successful and it is the space that we play in is that digital space. Um, once again, uh, the mechanisms are quite similar to how we communicate um, to our loyalty customers um, but that digital space lets us talk to customers that we're not already talking to uh, so we do quite a bit in the paid social space um, so that we can talk to audiences outside of audiences we're already speaking to. Yeah, Through that use of data Damien are you seeing that the customers in these pharmacies are from a broader geography? Whole life model is not going to be 
you know, every one kilometre radius, you'll see a whole life pharmacy and health foods. The whole life model draws people from a greater distance. So, you know, many pharmacies will have a reach of, you know, one to five kilometres. Um, our reach goes, you know, well above that 20 kilometre radius, um, which once again gives us that opportunity to, uh, to talk to a broader audience. Damien, how do you see the future of pharmacy? I see the future of pharmacy is really, really bright. During the pandemic, we conducted some research. People are paying greater attention to their personal health. Consumers are spending more on natural health foods than ever before. Uh, natural health is used in conjunction with traditional medicines uh, to combat things like uh, the cold and flu. Uh, diet is seen as medicine, uh, with many making dietary changes to uh, boost immunity. Uh, locally produced products are now driving purchase decisions. Um, and customers want to be heard and listened to on a personal level. And I think the whole life model does all of those things and more. Um, and that being said, I do see the future of pharmacy and the whole life model as very, very bright. Damien, it's been wonderful to speak to you this afternoon. Thank you, Norman, for having me. I'm Norman Thurek from Pitcher Pharmacy, and I've been in conversation with Damien Young, Head of Whole Life at Sigma Healthcare.